0: We appreciate you. Recorded live. Well, We're going to go ahead and begin prayer this evening. Father, we thank you right now. We appreciate the opportunity to be able to share your word on tonight. And our prayer O oh God, is that you would deposit something into the hearts of your people that will sustain them and give them life and give them encouragement and help them to be successful in carrying out the uh, commission on our lives. We thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, we appreciate you all taking the time to come out this evening and uh, to join us for the call. Our topic this evening is uh, becoming a better believer, becoming a better believer. And I'm going to go ahead and put you on, uh, everyone, on, on mute, and we're going to uh, release the lines for questions and comments toward the end, if you all don't mind. So thank God for you all. And uh, it's good for us to be here uh, tonight, and uh, we appreciate the the great things that the Lord is doing, that we've heard a lot of good testimonies of some of the things that the Lord is doing in the lives of his people, and so we're very grateful for that. And it's very important for us to focus in on the the life of the believer so that we can be in a position to make greater progress in our walk with the Lord. It's very important. Uh, the question is, what is a believer? A, uh, a believer is oh, one who is convinced of something, uh, to have confidence, to have faith or trust in. And How much we are convinced of a thing will determine how great our faith is and how much you are convinced will also determine your conversion or whether one decides they will uh, believe and give their lives to the Lord. The focal scripture that I'd like for us to look at this evening is found in the Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter number 9. If you don't mind uh, turning there in your Bibles, we'll look at the core of our uh, source scripture for this evening. It's found in chapter number 9 of St. Mark. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 17. And uh, it reads as follows. And one of the multitudes... Answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away, that is, uh, presumably looking dead. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I tolerate or suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said of a child, and oft times it had cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him, but if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief, praise the Lord, for the reading of his word. Now, if for some reason uh, this call drops, just stay on the line and I'll call right back in. Uh, it seems like as soon as I get on the, the line to teach, sometimes the, the phone just decides it just wants to drop, the call just wants to drop so uh, please be patient with me on that. Now, it's very important for you uh, to understand that Jesus has it in his plan to cause every one of us to do what he did. The Bible says in John uh, 14, he said, uh, greater works than these shall you do, because I go unto my Father. He wants us to recognize that uh, upon his leaving the earth in his bodily presence, he wants us to carry on and to do the same works so that there can be an impact on the world. He wants us to make a difference. He wants us to do greater works in the name of the Lord. And I'm, I'm convinced of that, that we're going to do just that. We're going to do greater works because of the level of, of belief. And so he wants us to to have that kind of increased faith. As the scripture says in in John 14, in in verse number 11, he says, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I send you. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And John 14 and 13 says, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And so he wants us to believe in the power in his name. Thank you, Jesus. It's not just using his name, but believing in the power in the name of Jesus. That makes all the difference. And getting back to our uh, key scripture in Mark chapter 9, Jesus is trying to uh, call the disciples to not get intimidated by the multitudes or by the people that come to them inquiring of them. I believe that when this particular father came to the disciples and asked them if they would cast out the spirit that was in his son, uh, the disciples got a little bit intimidated and a little bit fearful and they could not cast it out. Uh, You see, they were dependent on Jesus and because Jesus was not in their presence, they got a little bit nervous and, uh, you know, their dependency was on Jesus to do it. So they uh, lacked the faith to command that spirit to come out of that boy. And so, uh, you know, it didn't happen. And so, the man comes to Jesus and, and complains to Jesus that, you know, your disciples, they couldn't, they couldn't cast the spirit out of my boy. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't cast that, uh, that, that you know, that dumb spirit out. Uh, he couldn't talk and he couldn't, you know, function because of a, a wicked spirit that had come upon him. And so it's very important for uh, the disciples to realize that Jesus is not going to be with them all of the time. So they're going to have to utilize the faith that he has to cast out those spirits. And, see, one thing about Jesus, you know, he's, he's smart, of course, and, you know, he teaches us, then he shows us, and then he sends us. And that's the sequence of how he builds the believer. He demonstrates it. He, he gives us teaching, and then he... He demonstrates it and then he sends us out. And this is a continuation of the education of the disciples. You see, the Lord uh, he he knows that we need to grow. And so he doesn't just cast us out, but he does, you know, uh, some he gives them a little mild rebuke. He said, Oh faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? Many I'm not gonna be with you that long and uh, you know, so Um, I I, I can't tolerate too much of your unbelief, but bring him to me, bring him to me. And so no doubt Jesus had taught them uh, on several occasions and no doubt had showed them. And so this is a continuation of their training. And so uh, Jesus asked the young boy's father, how long has he had this condition? And he said he's had this condition since he was a child, so no doubt He's probably you no know, doubt a a young man, a young uh, probably in his pre-teens or teen years, and and Jesus said, okay, and uh, he said, and the man said, if if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. If you can do anything, and Jesus responded, what do you mean? If I can do, if I can, if I can do this, if if you can believe, if you can believe. All things are possible to him that believes. You know, he's asking Jesus, "If you can, if you could do anything, have mercy." What you talking about? What you talking about? No, it's not that I could do anything. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. You know, is, Jesus is confident of what he has, but what he's trying to do is he's trying to impart the belief onto the believer, the faith onto the believer, to know that if you believe. All things are possible to them that believe. He's he's transferring or imparting the capacity to believe and to know that a thing can happen if we believe it. Praise the Lord. And so he said, bring bring it to me, bring it to me, okay? And, and, And the Lord basically cast out the deaf and dumb spirit, all right? and charges them to come out in the name of the Lord Jesus, all right? And he cried, he tossed and turned and, and screamed, that demonic spirit, but eventually it came out, it came out, and the father said, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. And the Lord helps him by casting out that spirit so he can see how easy it was. It wasn't that hard. And then the disciples come to them later on and said, Lord, uh, you know, how come we couldn't how come we couldn't cast them out? How come we couldn't cast out that, that spirit? Because they felt that they had already gotten their training and their teaching and they were ready to to really see this thing uh done. But Jesus told them in verse number twenty nine, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Oh, okay, so he has another bit of information. Some demonic powers and some situations, some ailments, some demonic influences can only be cast out, but by prayer and fasting. So there's going to be an importance in the life of the believer that not only must you be convinced that uh, the healing and the deliverance and miracles are possible, but there's going to take some personal consecration. There's going to take some individual uh, work of putting this flesh under subjection And not only knowing, but having the spiritual stamina and the uh, bodily presentation as a living sacrifice so that the Lord can work through the vessel with faith to impart healing and deliverance in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I was in a situation the other day where uh, a woman came to me or I basically came to her because she was um uh, walking with some degree of difficulty and I asked her, Is there something wrong with something wrong with your with your leg? And she said, well yeah the doctor said I got I got some, 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 some broken bones in my foot because her, her foot was swollen and her leg was partly no, her, her foot was swollen and she was walking with great difficulty and her, uh, and I said, well, well you know, why have not you don't you have a why isn't it uh, you know wrapped or why isn't there some kind of uh, you know boot or something? She said, well, my husband didn't want me to wear the boot because he felt it looked real strange on me. And I said, oh, okay. Well, do you want me to pray for you? And she said, oh, yeah, sure. So I got some, I got some oil and and bent down and poured them all on her foot and and began to pray in the name of Jesus right there in front of everybody else. I bent down and prayed for her. And she said, oh, it feels so much better. And the swelling, she said, the swelling began to go down. Right before our eyes, the swelling began to go down in her foot. And she said, oh, it feels so much better. And she began to walk on that foot without limping like she was limping. And I saw her, actually, this happened a few days ago, and I saw her uh, earlier uh, today And she said the foot is so much better. She's able to walk on it. Evidently, those bones must have come together and gotten healed in her foot in the name of Jesus. She said, oh, it's so much better. And she, you know, basically is just ecstatic about it because she knows then that the power of God can heal when it's applied with faith. Praise the Lord. See, you can't do a work for God if you're afraid of what the results might be, or maybe it won't happen. You know what? Our job is not so much to, to heal, but to do what God said to do. He told us to pray for the sick, and they will recover. It's God's job to heal. It's our job to pray. It's our job to go forth and to do the work, and the Lord will do the rest. All right? Can somebody say amen? And so, I just want you to begin to get it in your spirit to know that the Lord, he will help you become a better believer, but you're going to have to sometimes, you see, you have to consecrate yourself. So sometimes you're going to have to push back that plate and begin to believe that God is able to heal, set free, and deliver. And so I want to give you a real quick lesson on a few things here uh, on building up uh, your faith as a believer or becoming a better believer. And listen, I want you to write this down. Being a real believer is beyond one who believes. It must be your lifestyle, all right? That is how you live your life. I'm going to repeat. Being a real believer is beyond just one who believes or is convinced. It must be your lifestyle, That is, we must have the lifestyle of a believer. Praise the Lord. It's got to be a part of your daily walk, your decisions, and the course of actions that you take. Praise the Lord. And I want you to look in your Bible at 1 Timothy chapter number 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. If you have your Bible, get that for me, please. All right. Now, the Scripture says in... First Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 12. This is Paul talking to his young protege, Timothy. He said, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery, that is, of the elders. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing, this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. All right? That's very, very important. Now, I'll explain. Now, I'll read a portion of it in the, in the NIV and in one of the other, uh, you know, basically uh, versions of the Bible. He said to Timothy, look not, let no one rather look down on your youthfulness, but rather uh, in speech, that is, uh in word when you talk about uh being an example of the believers in word he's talking about in your speech in your conversation that is as a believer the conversation has got to be very faith based all right the conversation should always be one of uh godliness or with integrity with uh good behavior as a or then speaking like a child of God, not speaking with crude language or using profanity. Our word or our speech or conversation has always got to be very positive. You don't go around talking negative or with uh, slander or gossip. Uh-uh. And he also said, now, so our, our example, it should be in word, but also in conversation, that is, in our conduct. When he uses the word conversation in the King James Version, it really means our conduct, our behavior has got to be that of a believer. Praise the Lord. When there's a difficult situation, we don't blow our cooler, We don't lose our composure and go to yelling and crying and slobbering, but but believing that God is able to heal that situation and take care of it, even when there's a crisis the child of God is looking unto God for an answer and a way to remedy that situation. But also be an example, as he says, in charity. And charity is uh, another word for the demonstration of love by giving. So when, we, when we're giving charity, means we're always out trying to help people. As a child of God, we're looking out every day for an opportunity to share the Lord by uh, giving his love and charity by reaching out to help others. You also be an example in spirit, that is with a proper attitude, positive, caring, uplifting. Thank the Lord with a with a good uh, you know presentation of who we are. Always showing our best foot and And being real conscious of the fact that today may be an opportunity for the Lord to show a miracle, and I want you to believe that God can work a miracle through your life. every day, I want you to get up expecting God to work a miracle hallelujah, and that's what the believer does every day is an opportunity to live the lifestyle of a believer. so guess what nine uh, seven days a week, seven days a week, we're looking for miracles to manifest. In our lives, but also an example in faith, that is trusting God in good and bad times, believing that uh, when we live for the Lord, it's going to bring forth a recompense of reward. There's going to be a great outcome when we walk by faith, but also being an example in purity, that is, our bodies must be uh, pure before God, that is, there's got to be sexual purity in our behavior, And also in our integrity. We talked this last week uh, in our Bible class at the church that integrity is who you are when nobody's watching. When nobody's watching you, that's integrity. You're still going to be honest. You're still going to be upright. You're still going to live a godly life regardless of who's watching you. Why? Because we should be an example of the believers, an example. And that's what builds our uh, beliefs. When we are an example, when we demonstrate it every day, the more you do this thing, the better you are at doing it, and the more you're going to make an imp- impression on the unbelievers. And so he said, till I come, Give attention to uh, the public reading of the Scriptures as often as you can. Read your Bible. Don't let, don't, it doesn't matter whether somebody uh, sees you or not, but also to exhort and to teach and to be ready at all times to give an answer of the hope that lies within you. Don't neglect the spiritual gift within you. If the Lord has deposited gifts in you, you've got to use your gifts. That's going to make you a better believer. The more you use what has been deposited in you by the Lord, you're going to become stronger, you're going to be much more confident, and you're going to get greater results in the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. And he says this also, uh, take pains uh, with these things. That is, be absorbed with those things. Make sure that you... Uh, You know, meditate on this thing. Meditate on the Word of God. Meditate on the uh, anticipated results that you're looking for. And he also wants us to know that this progress is going to be evident to everybody. All right? He said, give yourself wholly to these things that thy properties may appear to all, so much so that people see what God is doing in your life. That's being an example of... Of the believer, you become a better believer when you can get some public results, so that people will know, "My God, the Lord is moving in your life. God is blessing you right now, and He wanted to bless you, not so much for your own uh, personal gain, but to give God glory. He wants to get the glory in our lives." So He said, "I want you to pay close attention. Pay close attention to yourself." In your teaching. Persevere in these things, for as you do this, you will ensure salvation, both for yourself and those who hear you. The more you use this faith, the more you build yourself up as a believer, all you're doing is securing your own soul's salvation, but also those that happen to hear you, those that you come in contact with. And so don't you be afraid, don't you be ashamed, don't you be nervous about showing who you really are in the Lord Don't let anybody look down on you because of your salvation or because you're a young person or because you're not in church. You know, some of the people, they only want you to worship God when you're in the physical church building. But guess what? I'm saved, so I'm going to be saved wherever I am. I'm going to be saved on the job. I'm going to be saved in the supermarket. I'm going to be saved whether I'm out, uh, you know, in the mall or wherever I am. I'm going to be a child of God. And sometimes the world tries to box you in. So that, your, you know, so that your praises are basically, uh, you know, limited to an environment. But guess what? The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and I am a child of God. And so my daddy made this world, well, and I'm going to make sure that I am uh, giving him praises all the time. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Every day we ought to give him some praise. Every day we ought to exalt the Lord. And you become a better believer when you have an opportunity to demonstrate what God has done in your life. So don't you be ashamed. Don't you be afraid. Praise the Lord. The, the, the Lord has blessed you and he wants you to share that blessing with the world. Praise the Lord. And that's going to cause you to become a better believer. Now, taking everybody off of a mute, and so now you can kind of kind of talk back to me, and if there's any questions or comments, I want you to feel free to share some of that right now, in the name of the Lord. Any questions? Yes, this it? Yes, it is. Yes, can you read back uh, uh, the statement you made, being a real believer is more just what believing?
1: Uh-huh.
0: This, this horse I got. All right. Now, I'm not sure if I understand your question. Uh I just I didn't get to remark. I didn't finish writing it. So Okay. Looking. All right. So being a real believer is it, is beyond one who just believes or is convinced of a thing. See to believe is you're convinced. You're uh you're assured, you have confidence in a thing. But to uh-huh. be a believer a believer is one who has a believing lifestyle. That's your lifestyle. That is, you you're a believer every day. You're not just believing one particular thing. You are a believer because Christ is in your life, and that's your mantra. That's your, uh, you know, your MO is to believe. Every day we ought to take this uh, faith that we have and demonstrate it. Every day, okay. you want to be able to demonstrate that you are a believer. Do something that demonstrates
1: that you are a believer. Pray
0: okay.
1: for someone. Nice and, so, nice. uh, and, and so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like another another scripture, that I was, was going to ask you about, <clears throat> like you said about being ashamed ashamed of Christ. Uh huh. Because you know, sometimes we we do we do let the world box us in because we around different people or. We don't want to. I don't know what you know the, the correct word to use, but I guess I, it is to be in, uh, embarrassed or something to pray for somebody or to you know do something for Christ. And we shouldn't do that because sometimes, like I, when I'm out witnessing to people, it looks like the whole room just shut up and they just want to hear. Like people just be quiet and they start listening, uh, mm-hmm. or you know somebody asks you, can you pray? You know, can you pray for me?
0: For whatever the
1: situation is, and I don't want to ever, you know, be ashamed to do nothing for Christ in front of no one else. Like you said, we should, you know, take our Bibles out and, you know, do di- do different things and stuff like that.
0: Right.
1: That's one, and then the other one you were talking about mm-hmm. when the disciples couldn't cast the devil mm-hmm. out that boy. I mean, out, out, out that young man, and I'll, when you said by fasting, like, can you elaborate a little mm-hmm. bit more on this?
0: In the in the instance, um. We have to condition our whole man for spiritual functioning. That is, it's like a person getting in shape. They go and they, you know, exercise and they eat properly and they develop a a a work rec, a work ethic and they get themselves in tip top shape so that when it's time to perform, they're able to produce like a football player or a boxer when they go through their training. And so we likewise have to condition ourselves to be utilized by the Lord through fasting and praying. Okay. Understand, Understand, prayer allows you to develop the mind of Christ as well as to clarify purposes and plans. Fasting Mm -hmm. helps your spirit to be much more compliant and submissive to God so that fear and doubt will not enter in and cause us to hesitate or to stagger at the promises of God. So fasting is very important. It builds faith. It's it's a way of uh, feeding your spirit. You're starving the flesh, but you're feeding your spirit. Okay. So your spirit man is much more sensitive to the power and the presence of God, and thereby you're going to have a um, a more clearer and more precise understanding of what God wants, and the power source will be much greater.
1: That's like God-conscious and mm-hmm. holy-go-sensitive, right?
0: Oh, by all means.
1: And right, so it's okay. it's <laughs> important
0: for a child of God, don't get so, we don't want to get so worldly, that we right. have no power. That's why the the church overall does not have the same kind of intensity of power like it did back in the early days of the church because of worldliness, too much carnality, mm-hmm. yeah, too, too involved mm-hmm. with the ways of this world. Now, I uh, hope I answered your question. Did, there, mm-hmm. did, did anyone else have any questions? I don't have a question, uh, Bishop Riley. This is Sister Elise Brown and Daughter Chloe listening in. Bless you. Uh-huh. But I just wanted to say this has truly been an absolute blessing. I am I am better for dialing bless in. You. So I just give all praise and honor and glory to God for the work he's doing. Bless you. you. So thank right. you. All right. Bless you. You are a precious jewel in the kingdom of God. I thank God Amen. for you, and for Chloe.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. All right. Everybody else doing okay? Any other questions or comments? All right. Well, we want you to be encouraged in the Lord and uh, continue to lift up His name. Every day, look for an opportunity to be utilized by the Lord in some way to make a difference in somebody's life. Because people out there, they're desperate, they don't have answers. They're looking for answers. And guess what? You may be the answer to someone's prayer. So you want to pray as a Lord, wherever I'm supposed to be today, whoever I'm supposed to talk to or minister to, direct me to them in the name of Jesus. And he will do just that. God mm-hmm. bless you.
1: All right. Thank you, Pastor. All God right, bless
0: you. you. God Amen. bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Y'all have a great evening. We love you. And uh, tell somebody about the about the program for next on next Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Oh, all right? We all appreciate that.
1: Thank you. All right. God
0: bless thank you all.
1: Bless. Have a all great evening.
0: You. We love you. Thank Good you. night. I Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.